build a system that will support you on your worst day, not on your best day, because on your best days as a business owner, you are on like you're showing up on social media, you're tackling your inbox, the photos are edited and sent out, everything is great, you can do all the things. But as someone who lives chronic illness life, my life can be pretty unpredictable. If you're a parent, your life can be pretty unpredictable. You never know what kind of germs those kids are going to be bringing home from daycare or from school. Like sicknesses happen all the time, especially this time of year. You might be a caregiver for a parent or someone in your family. Like there's so many things that take us away from our businesses, um, both for other people and for ourselves. And having systems that are built in such a way that they can support you on those days when you're not able to be fully present and like mentally giving all of your energy to your business, those are the days that you really need to rely on your systems. And those are the days that you will see just the impact that it has in carrying you through and still giving that consistent, amazing experience to your clients, even though your energy is focused somewhere else. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wisdom and the Tangents podcast. I am your host, John Mansfield. I'm here to help you grow your business build community, and create the lifestyle you always dream of. Every week, I bring in other photographers, creative entrepreneurs, and business professionals. So whether it's from our topic of the episode or one of the many tangents that we will follow, you will walk away with some wisdom to implement in your business and in your life. Each interview is recorded live in our Facebook community where you can ask questions and be part of the conversation. If you've been around for a while, you've definitely heard me talk about how creating an amazing client experience that your clients will want to share about is an incredibly important part of a thriving business. And my guest today, Sandra Henderson, is sharing how you can implement systems into your business to keep that amazing experience consistent across all of your clients. Sandra is a business coach for wedding photographers specializing in systems. And let me tell you, she will open your eyes to all the systems you already have in your business and those you need to implement because uh, she opened mine too. (laughs) She is also the host of the Keeping It Candid podcast. Definitely go check out her podcast after this episode. So let's get into my conversation with Sandra Henderson. Welcome to the podcast, Uh, Sandra. I'm excited for this conversation, I'm excited to have a fellow podcaster on here, and um, I enjoy your podcast. We can get into that uh, in today's episode as well. But um, yeah, Sandra, welcome to the show. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. At some point, I think that point is going to be right now. My cat is going to come and jump up to say hi because I'm in the living room and not paying attention to her. So yes. if you have a cat, you know that that is not something that they are happy with. They want to have the attention 100% of the time. Um, so hopefully she'll be on her best behavior. Um, yeah. But like John said, my name is Sandra. I'm a wedding and family photographer based in London, Ontario, Canada, which to give you a little bit of an idea of where that is, it's really close to the Michigan border. It takes me about two hours to get to Detroit. Um, We are the much less cool version of London in the world. I know there's more than (laughs) two, but like our area, it takes me an hour to drive to Paris, Ontario, which is the much less cool version of Paris. And so we're we're a very close rip off of the UK over here. Um, I am also a business coach for wedding photographers and I specialize in systems and workflows, but more specifically systems and workflows for business owners who have chronic illnesses and who are parents and people who just have extenuating circumstances that are taking them away from their business a little bit more than not to I hate to use the word average but the average person yeah yeah that's uh, that's great I love that you specialize in that because that is a very um you know kind of uh not I guess kind of niche market and there's a lot of us I am a uh, a work from home dad um so I am always navigating nap times and just you know random uh this is we have to run to the store right now for this thing that we forgot and i was planning to work today but i will not (laughs) yeah exactly there's so many things that can come up that are unpredictable and it just takes a kind of a unique approach to systems and workflows in that respect to make sure that they're still working for us when Mm -hmm. we are being pulled away from our business yeah yeah, I love that. So how did you, what got you into doing systems and workflows from, did you start with photography first and then move into that? 
Yeah. So I okay. have been, um, this March is actually going to be my 10 year anniversary in business. Nice. Um, so I've been in the photography industry. Thank you. It's super exciting. Um, so yeah, I have been in the photography industry for quite a while. Um, but I'm a recovering perfectionist and I love organizing. So that as I, you know, became got more in depth into the business side of being a wedding photographer that was really the area that I excelled and then the longer that I've been in the industry I've seen so many other wedding photographers and photographers in general who get on the path of like heading to burnout every single year and things like that mm-hmm. because they're not utilizing the systems that are available to them in their business um, and so that's kind of what set me on the path of focusing on that as I got more into education and coaching Nice. That is, that's great. Yeah. I was definitely one of those photographers headed to burnout because I was just, you know, kind of bootstrapping it and just like, okay, I can do this and I don't need to have a system. I didn't have a CRM um, until I was, let's see, four years into business. And I was doing like 30 plus weddings a year and managing all of that just by like sticky notes and uh i was still doing paper contracts for some reason in like 2017 um, yep i can I was, totally relate to that i was way behind in the times but uh <laughs> but, i used yeah. to have this huge like old 90s style uh filing cabinet that took up way too much of my living room and yes. i printed every single contract had them all signed like paper copies had them all filed with a way too complicated filing system and yeah it was just for my first attempt at a business system it was a disaster and i'm glad that crms became a thing and that i was able to streamline that a little bit more yeah it's that perfectionism of like i gotta put this system together and it's gonna be this but then there's gonna be another level of coordination so that i can find it this way and yeah i totally relate my filing cabinet is right here off camera um it is really just uh holding up camera lenses uh right now it's just filled with a bunch of user manuals for appliances around our house. And that is about all it's good for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, should probably, I should probably get rid of it. I would, I'd gain a lot more room in my office. <laughs> <laughs> but like Sandra, like looking back, I mean, you've been in the business for a while now coming up on 10 years, which is mm-hmm. amazing. I am also coming up on 10 years in uh, April. So like oh, congratulations. We're, we're right there next to each yeah. other. We're, neighbors um but like through all of that time has there been a piece of advice or a lesson or something that has really changed the way that you look at business or just life in general yeah um this one actually the first thing that came to my mind is just something that i actually just heard last year and it's definitely more related to just kind of like life in general but i think has takeaways for businesses as well um so i was at a conference last year and we had like a little breakout group where we got together in smaller groups of people to just have conversations about things related to our business and one of the speakers that i had a chance to connect with he gave us a piece of advice that had been given to him. And I literally tell everybody about this for the last like almost (laughs) a year now, because it just resonated with me so deeply. And that was asking the question, do you want me to feel this with you? Or do you want me to fix this for you? And I think that it's so powerful, whether it be in our marriages and relationships with our friends, with our kids, with our clients, because it's pretty instinctive for us as humans to want to fix things. And there's two reasons for that. Obviously wanting the people that we care about to not be struggling and not be hurting, but also to deal with our own discomfort that we may not even realize is there and feeling helpless and not being able to help that person. Um, But a lot of times because we're, it's, that's so instinctive, we don't take the time to think about what the person who's struggling actually needs. And when we are just automatically giving them that advice, it's kind of taking that decision away from them and saying, I know what's best for you. But right. a lot of times what we really just need is empathy and for someone to just listen to us and someone to be in that space with us. And again, like whether that be in your marriage or a client, if especially in the wedding industry, wedding planning is very stressful. And there are a lot of things that like as a wedding photographer, I can't help the stress that comes along with family dynamics and planning a guest list, but I can be there to listen and empathize with those struggles. And so uh, that has been something that has been a total game changer for me over the last year. 
Yes, I love that. That has been something. Um, okay, could you repeat that just so I can like burn it into my brain so I can remember that saying? Yeah, of course. So it's, do you want me to feel this with you or do you want me to fix this for you? Okay, okay, yes, okay. Yeah, that is so good because that is something that I have learned, especially in my marriage, which we just celebrated 10 years. We like got married and then I immediately started a business because, you know, fun surprises. Um, (laughs) We're just going to take this other turn. But that is something that I'm very much a, a fix it guy. I am like, oh, there's a problem. Okay, let me fix that for you. And um, like there was, I don't know, do you remember the movie Holes from like the early 2000s? And um, the guy, I don't know the actor's name, but he played Gus in Psych, if you're a Psych fan. Um, but he was, he was uh, when they did the flashbacks, he was the, the black guy that was like always fixing things. And his phrase was, I can fix that. And I like so related with him. And I was like, yeah, I can fix that. I'm going to help you. And, and I loved his character in that movie, um, which that was a great, it's a wholesome movie. Um, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> I should probably watch it again. I have it on DVD. Um, but that was like, I brought that into my relationship with my wife and very much anytime that she was, you know, brought anything to me, I was just like, all right, let me go fix it. And I would just like leave and go fix it instead of realizing she needed me to like be there with her. And like you said, empathize and sit there, feel the pain too, and then maybe go fix it. Or maybe by sitting there and, and being like, yeah, I, I feel that that is, that is not a great situation. I, I understand why you're feeling this way. And then that, can you know spur her to go fix it or it doesn't need to be fixed anyway and it's just a, it's a hard day yeah uh, exactly so. my husband is totally the same as you he is like uh-huh. mr fix it <laughs> wants to just jump and make everybody feel better right away and like self-sacrifice to the point that like as long as you're happy and i fix this problem then everything is fine but sometimes oh, yeah. things like you said just can't be fixed like sometimes it's just a bad day and sometimes i just need someone to sit there and just say i'm sorry that you're feeling that way i don't need a solution and so yeah that was it was just such a game changer for me to hear that one Yes, I love that. I am going to write that down and like stick it on the wall. That is as a great phrase and a good, a really great saying to um, just internalize, especially if you mm-hmm. are a fix it type person and a, you know, there's a problem. Let me, let me solve it. Isn't that a lyric? Like, uh, pro- yes. yeah, I can't think uh, of what it is, but now that you say that, I think it's vanilla. <laughs> I think it's vanilla ice, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. But yeah, like, and and you uh, had mentioned this as well, like that leads to burnout so quickly. Mm-hmm. If you're always, let me, let me uh, self-sacrifice and go fix it. Um, Cause I was definitely in that mindset, like, you know, raised as, you know, be a servant leader and go, which is a great thing. That is not a bad thing. Um, but like I went to the extreme mm-hmm. and was like, Oh no, I'll do that. Yeah. I'll always say yes. And I will always go help whoever needs it. Um, even to my own detriment to where uh, you know, I'm hurting my body or my health or my, you know, mental health, uh, in order to help someone else. And, uh, and yeah, there's, there's a line that you should not cross. And I think, um, that's a, a great, a great saying, uh, to just kind of go throughout. I love that this was not our topic at all, <laughs> but it's like, this is such a great takeaway. <laughs> so that's the best thank part you for about that. podcast conversations. They kind of can just take on a life of yes. their own. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. Okay. So speaking of the topic, um, of systems, what are, like, I know some people might be like, okay, I don't really know what systems are. You kind of mentioned CRMs earlier. Is that something, what are some basic systems that some of the listeners might already have in place that they just don't know are systems? Yeah. Um, Well, I think that it's pretty easy for everyone to just our minds kind of instantly go to CRM workflows and things like that, if you're familiar with the term systems and workflows at all. But the reality is that a system, it doesn't matter if you want to call it a system, a workflow, a routine, just say this is the way I do things. We have so many systems in place, like 
the way that you, the order at which you get dressed is essentially a system. Like it's just step by step that you're doing things in the same order every time you do it. Um, so a super easy example of a system that someone may have that they aren't even aware exists is the process that they go through to upload their photos. If you stop and think about it, you probably do that in the exact same order every time from the, you plug in your card, the folder that you drop things into, the way that you're renaming mm -hmm. them, the programs that you're using to do the uploading and backing up. All of that happens in realistically the same order every single time you do it. So that's a system. Um, they're a lot more simple than I think a lot of people instantly think when we think of systems um we think that it's like this big overwhelming thing that it's going to be 500 steps and i made that mistake once like my first wedding workflows were probably like at least 70 steps long <laughs> they don't need to be that way like i literally had things in there that was like upload your photos like i don't need my crm system or a checklist to remind me to upload my photos i'm going to do that 100% of the time. I have to do that to be able to deliver yeah. my photos to my clients. So I went through and just kind of like simplified things. Um, and that made it a lot less overwhelming, felt like a lot less of a burden. Um, and so, yeah, like just kind of thinking about things like the order in which you edit or um, the order in which you upload things. Even if you use an email autoresponder in your inbox, that's a perfect example of a really basic, simple system that you can set up within five minutes money. We all love it. Sometimes we don't like to talk about it, but the odds are you can probably find some in your couch cushions. Someone that I trust my couch cushion money with is Gusto. They are an all-in-one payment platform that helps businesses like yours onboard, pay, insure, and support your team. They have it all under one roof. You can use them as I do to pay my contractors easily and without those added fees or breaking policy agreements. I'm looking at you, Venmo. If you have full-time employees, they got you covered too with payroll, health benefits, HR, time tracking tools, workers comp, all of your tax documents at the end of the year, which I love. And they've got a whole lot more. I love it because I don't have to juggle all the different online payment processing apps. It's all in one place. I just pay everyone through Gusto and it deposits directly into their accounts. Super simple. Try Gusto, and when you send your first paid payroll payment, you'll receive a hundred bucks. So go to podcast.allheartphoto.com/gusto and pay your contractors with ease. That's podcast.allheartphoto.com/gusto. Now back to the show. I love that you mentioned like you had way too many individual steps because I did that whenever I got my CRM and I was like, I'm going to break down everything so that it'll just be like, Hey, these tasks are due. And I was spending so much time just clicking off tasks that are just they're they're uh, second nature, you know, mm -hmm. upload the photos, back up the photos, you know, uh, call the, uh, or, yeah, I still have call the photos as a task, but like that's the first task now uh, because I'm like, I, I'm already going to back them up. I already know, to do this and to move them here. I don't need 90 different tasks for one job because then I was logging into my task manager and it's just like 400 overdue tasks. I'm like, yeah, Oh, exactly. this is going to take forever to be like, yes, I did. I did this. I did this. Okay. And yeah, that's overwhelming too. If you are mm -hmm. a person that doesn't like whenever you have uh, the little red bubble of like unread emails, um, which I used to be that person. And then I just have so many emails coming in now that I'm like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's constantly going to be there. I've, I'm one I've of those like, yeah, I'm one of those rare birds that uses all Android and Windows things. Um, but on my Android phone, I can turn off all those red bubbles. So I don't uh -huh. even have to worry about it anymore. It's totally out of sight, out of mind. My husband is the opposite. And he like, he has those red bubbles on and he's like, I can't, like, I have to clear that. Oh, yeah, I did like that. I, I had an Android for years and I love the um, like the custom uh, customization that you can do of just mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, I don't want that notification here or I want to change the color of this app icon. I'm like, you can do that like right? on Apple. Not so much. No, uh, but, people give me yeah. a lot of slack for my Android phone because they can't like airdrop <laughs> to me and things like that. But I'm like, right. you guys don't even know. Get an Android and you'll see. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
yeah, there's there's so much more uh, that Androids can do. Uh, but yeah, I am currently uh, back to Apple. We'll see. Yeah. I'm probably going to get a new one in the next couple of years because that's how, you know, the lifetime of a phone is like yeah, two exactly. to three years. But uh, but yeah, okay. So I love those examples of systems. It's funny that you mentioned like the way that you get dressed because I was thinking, do I have a system? And like, yeah, if I put my left shoe on before my right shoe, I just feel so weird. Yeah, exactly. Like these things become second nature. We don't even realize that we're doing them, but we do. Like we'll put a specific shoe on first and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So with these systems, how can we use the systems to create uh, that security for our our client experience to to kind of keep that together and not fade away? Yeah, this is such a good question. Um, so it's a great way to build that security for your clients and build tr- have them build trust in you as a service provider that they're hiring because you're giving a consistent client experience to every single person you're working with. So as photographers, we know that referrals are huge. Like that's such a huge part of, I don't want to say our marketing, but just such a huge um, stream to clients and revenue stream is getting referrals from the people that we've already worked with. And so if we have one family or one couple that we have served like to the absolute best of our ability. We returned like reply to every single one of their emails within 24 hours. We got their photos done early and sent out after only a couple of weeks. We gave them like a thank you gift or a welcome gift. And they loved their experience so much. They started singing our praise from the rooftops. They started telling our friends to come and hire us. And one of their friends finally does. And that person, we've taken three to four days to reply to their emails. It took a full eight weeks to get their gallery back and there was no gifts sent out and so those people will talk and they'll see Mm -hmm. our experiences were very different and they're going to wonder which is the actual experience that we can expect and which was the exception and unfortunately more often than not people are going to assume that the negative experience is the normal and that the great experience was the exception and not the other way around so when you're utilizing systems and whether that be in your CRM um, or just the way that you're editing your photos and things like that. It helps you streamline things. It helps you be more productive and it helps you give a consistent experience to every single person that you're working with. So they're all going to be getting the same emails around the same time, the same client gifts, if that's a part of the business model that you've built and things like that. And so just those little things that, you know, two total strangers may never talk. They may never know that their experiences are different, but because referrals are so important, it puts a little bit more importance on us creating that consistent experience for everybody that we're working with. And also like consistency just takes a lot of the brain power away from the things that we have to do. It becomes oh, yeah. second nature and we just go through those steps, just like how we're getting dressed. And we don't even think about how the fact that we're doing it all in the same order, working with our clients becomes the same way as well. Um, and so uh, like an example of my own business last year, I do seasonal mini sessions. And I had tweaked my mini session um, systems and workflows in my CRM over the winter between 2021 and 2022. And I built in a lot more touch points where I was just giving clients um, information that was going to help them prepare for their session. And I remember at one point, just before my spring minis, which would have been the first um, set of seasonal mini sessions that I did with this new workflow, I was laying in bed one night and I panicked and I was like, oh my God, I forgot to send out that email. And I rushed over to my computer and I had actually already sent it. I'd sent it the week before because it was built into that CRM system. It gave me a notification. It took me a couple of clicks of the button to send the email out to everybody. And then it was just out of sight, out of mind. And so subconsciously, I was still so used to the way that I'd done things before where I was going to be the one facilitating all those emails. And I had to remember when it had to be sent out and things like that. Because I was now being more consistent with the system that I was using, it became something that I really didn't have to think about at all. And as I went throughout 2022, getting into like my summer and fall mini sessions, it was just a breeze getting those emails sent out. Yeah, that's great. That idea of like oh wait no i gotta do this oh i've already done it because everything is set up like that feels good i like the anxiety of oh no i missed this does not feel good but the (laughs) that piece of afterwards and then next time i'm sure you were like 
you know, even if it popped up, you're like, oh, wait, no, I already have a system in place. It's already sent that out. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And you mentioned how that can save you time and mm -hmm. like brain power and bandwidth of doing the same thing over and over again. Um, yeah. Like with, with welcome gifts, I would make them as soon as I booked uh, a new couple, I would put a welcome gift together, package it, send it out. And I was talking to uh, my friend, uh, James uh, Whitmire, and he was like, yeah, I've got like a stack of 10 boxes ready to go. All I have to do is just put their names on the uh, handwritten card box like tape it up and it's already set and i was like why am i not doing that i have a stack of like all the things that i put in and i have an order of how i put them in there i can just do that and then add the personal uh you know handwritten touch and then send it out so i'm not having to be like okay i need to set aside five to ten minutes to do this every time but mm -hmm. i can just spend an hour package 10 of them and then it's just a quick little here there yeah. system is set and we're good to go but. i know you've got kids it'll be a great uh task to give your kids once they're old enough to like just set them down here's your pile just get one in every box and then you can just have them yep. do it in front of the tv while you're off doing something else my stepson's 15 so he's like the perfect age to That's be perfect, doing yeah. stuff like that <laughs> um but I think that a lot of times we don't we don't really realize how much trying to remember all the little things really kind of takes away from us. And so to yeah. remind ourselves, like it's, it's only going to take five minutes to put this box together, but it's also going to take the brain capacity to remember. And then you have to get out of the headspace of what you're working on and get into the headspace of something else. Then you mm -hmm. have to do like all the steps to put the boxes together. Five, 10 minutes later, you're done. But then you have to think about when you're going to take it to the post office and you have to think about switching over to your next task. And all of a sudden this five to 10 minute thing has taken up an hour of your time. And it's like, should I be answering emails or should I be over here building this gift box? And so I love the idea of just kind of like doing it all at once because it takes away a lot of that mental energy that's required to remember all those things and to be switching tasks all the time. Yes. Yeah. And even to a point of delegation, if, if you're super busy and you can hire an assistant to come in or even just like, um, you know, someone who's second shoots with you or a photographer who's wanting to get into the business and just be like, hey, while I'm email, like responding to these emails, I have this whole system of how to package these uh, welcome gifts. Can you come over for an hour and like we can chat or listen to a podcast or something together while you package these for me mm -hmm. and like that kind of delegation and other things like, you know, stamps.com where you can, you don't have to go to the post office anymore. You can just have them pick it up from your house, which is uh, very convenient. And I really need to do that. I have had a subscription for the longest time and I still, I print my, Pat my postage at home but i still take it to the post office i'm like i don't have to do this anymore i don't know why i'm still doing this uh, so i need to <laughs> i need to start scheduling those pickups yeah but, for sure we don't have i don't we don't have stamps.com here but like we can get fedex to come and pick up at our house and i think nice I want to say Canada Post, which is like our overall mail um, service. I want to say they have home pickups as well, but I find the whole process super confusing. And so a lot of times my husband and I were in one vehicle house right now. And so I'll just kind of slide something into the back seat of the car when he's leaving uh -huh. for work. And then I'll just text him and be like, hey, do you mind just stopping at the post office <laughs> on your way home? <laughs> It's like, since you're already out, why don't right? you take care of this for me? Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's uh, with us. We're, we have young kids. Our, um, our youngest just turned two. So we are constantly, um, they are outgrowing clothes. Mm -hmm. And there's a local um, uh, store here for like reselling uh, children's clothes. And that is something that 
will happen often where um, either I will or my wife will just put a box of clothes in the back of the car and then be like, oh, hey, while you're out um, at the store, could you swing by and just drop this off at the resale shop? Okay, yeah, sure. Um, So yeah, totally relate to that. Um, I would love to say that the growth spurts are going to stop, but my stepson turned 16 in June and last year he we got him men's small t-shirts for his birthday in June and by Christmas uh we were buying him men's large. Wow, uh, yeah. So yeah, it, it just keeps going. <laughs> I'm hoping yep. that we're coming close to that growth spurt stopping, but like, yeah, it's just every time we get them a wardrobe, it has to be replaced. Yes. Yeah. My oldest is eight and he is, uh, like shooting up again. And like, we just bought him clothes like right before Christmas and already like we're starting to see midriff when yeah. he raises his arms. I'm like, <laughs> All right, we're going to go get a whole new wardrobe, which for me, I like I grew early and then I stopped growing at 11. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I, I've grown two inches like between 11 and 20. Oh, wow. Whenever. Yeah. Uh, so I had a lot of the same clothes that I had as like a pre-teenager um, when I was in my early 20s because yeah. I just didn't change, but I changed a lot uh, between like probably seven and 11 years old. Oh, Um, for sure. Yeah, that's a real early and like was probably painful growth spurt. A little bit. Yeah. 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 Uh, (laughs) Everyone thought I was going to be this massive, you know, like six foot five basketball player. And then I just capped out at 5'10 and... Uh, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> My stepson, we did our family and annual family photos last year. And it was the first, uh, first time that I was the shortest in the family. My husband's a few inches taller than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not be surprised if by our photos this summer, my stepson was pushing up past his, or sorry, pushing up past his dad. Um, cause yeah. he's put, he's about six feet right now at 15 turning 16. Wow. So, and yeah. he's, he's definitely not done yet. <laughs> yeah. So he might be the six, five basketball player. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, his mom is a little bit taller than I am. So he's got the height genetics on both sides on both of his sides. parents. And yeah, he's going to be a tall one for sure. <laughs> he yeah. loves to call me shorty. It's his favorite thing. Oh yeah, of course. As a 15 year old. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's fun. Okay. So what are some things, Sandra, that like the listeners can do with these systems? Um, just kind of like identifying the systems that they have around them and how can they build those systems today to really, um, set that security for their client experience and just like their sanity of being able to, to work, uh, streamlined. Yeah. Um, Well, I definitely want to encourage everyone to just kind of take a take a step back and almost take like an outside look into your business and see what areas you have things that you're doing in the same order every single time. So like I've said a couple of times, like the way that you upload your photos when you're in Lightroom, chances are you're clicking through the same settings on your develop um, box module Mm -hmm. um and like going through those steps all in the same way or applying the presets all in the same way um so just kind of like giving yourself that perspective and what systems already exist in your business and then i have um two different pieces of advice so if you're someone who is already pretty well versed in systems and has workflows set up in your business i want to encourage you to grab a pen and piece of paper or even open up a blank dock on your laptop and walk your, put yourself in your client's shoes and walk yourself through the process from the time that they inquire with you all the way until they are no longer your client anymore. And write all of those steps down in between and see if there's any way that you can simplify the process. See if there's any hurdles that you're regularly running into throughout wedding season or busy season. Um, and give yourself a kind of a clear idea of what it is that you're working with. Um, so going back to like my 70 plus step workflow, um, that I used to have for weddings, like you were saying, like I had like, you know, upload my photos and back up my photos. Well, the backing up happens automatically when I upload the photos, like that's literally right. completely hundred percent out of my hands. So it made no sense to have that there. And all that was doing was creating a hurdle for me in the back end because I was having to, like you had said, like go through and check off a hundred things that I'd already done as second nature. Um, so finding roadblocks for you and finding roadblocks 
blocks for your clients as well is going to be a great way to set yourself up for success as you're heading into busy season this year. And then if you're someone who is totally new to the idea of systems and workflows, um, the best way that I the best piece of advice I can give is just to keep things simple. Um, I said already like a really simple example of setting up a system is just turning on an email autoresponder. So I have one of those set up in my actual inbox and then I have one in my CRM as well. So anybody who is inquiring about a wedding or a family session, they're automatically getting a questionnaire that's sent out to them. So I can start compiling information about their session before I even like personally have to connect with them. Um, so yeah, just kind of like keeping things simple, finding ways that you can just take five minutes here and there to write down the way that you do things or set up an autoresponder and things like that will help you dip your toe into the water of systems and workflows and get used to what kind of impact that has in your business. And that will then in turn kind of inspire you to find ways that you can keep doing this more where you can kind of... I, like cut corners, but not in a bad way. Um, more like saving yourself time, um, and little things like that. And it really like, if you're anything like me, you're going to see the impact that it has. And then you're going to look around and be like, where else can I do this? Where else can I save time? What else can I take off my plate? And it really just kind of like becomes a little addictive after that. It definitely does. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, okay, I've saved time over here. Where else can I like set up a system to help with this thing? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah. It it reminds me, there's this guy, I have no idea who he is. Um, I might be able to find him and put him in the show notes, but it's like some dude on TikTok who uh, has all of these like voice activated, um, they're, they're little buttons that you can put on appliances and different things that whenever you say, you know, talk to your Alexa or Google home or whatever you have, uh, you can tell them, you know, turn on the lights in the living room and like that kind of stuff happens. And he has set those up with actual mechanical things. So he had, someone was like, you should do one uh, for uh, flushing your toilet. So he put one like inside the tank and, you know, hooked it up. So then whenever he uh, would be in the bathroom, he can just say, Alexa, flush the toilet. And then it would flush the toilet. And like, I'm like picturing him with all these systems to just like save time and just, just constantly talking to appliances and stuff around the house. And like, that's what I want for business is just like, okay, yeah, do, do these things. The autoresponder thing is great. I have never set up an autoresponder and I really need to, because uh, like right now I have with my contact form, once they hit submit, it takes them to another like hidden page that has a bunch of uh, you know resources and, and helpful guides and stuff that would be beneficial for them that I would probably be sending out uh, right away anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, that autoresponder would be would be really nice. That way they have um, expectations of when to hear back from me because some people. Um, even if you get back within 24 hours, they're like, what, where have you been? Like, I have been here on my phone waiting for this email to come in. It's like, I've, I've got stuff. I got other people to talk to. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, But yeah, yeah, I love that you brought that up because like setting client expectations is such a huge part of the client experience. Mm. And I think that that is where a lot of problems arise, whether that be that we didn't communicate expectations properly, or they had expectations that they never talked to us about to see if it was possible to have those met. And so my autoresponder that is just kind of like my general, general autoresponder in my email inbox, it's telling people what days I'm typically in my office, what hours I'm typically in my office and how long it will typically take for them to hear back from me and so that way like you said like if they're sitting there scrolling on their phone and there's someone who is looking for that immediate response they're getting that immediate response in the form of an autoresponder that will let them know they're going to hear back from me personally in one to two days or one to two business days and so just kind of eliminating any sort of question or wonder or worry on their part um, that goes for new clients and existing clients like if someone has a wedding coming up on Saturday and it's 
it's Thursday and they need to reach you. Well, they know that they can reach me, that I'll get back to their email within one to two days. But I've also sent them some additional information to let them know um, that since you're my client, if you need to reach me right before your wedding, here's my cell phone number, whatever the case may be. And so that way I'm setting expectations with them as well. And it's really beneficial on the questionnaire side that's going out through my CRM to start finding out like what their wedding venue is, um, what if they have a budget for wedding photography and all those kinds of things that are just going to save me time, but also give respect to the couple that I'm talking to that if I'm totally out of their budget, I don't want to waste their time bringing them on for a call. I find yeah. like when I was planning my own wedding, I hated that. I hated when people wasted my time when they knew that I was not in the budget for them or that I yes. didn't have the budget for them. Um, so yeah, I think it just helps build a little bit of mutual respect between you and your potential clients or existing clients. Um, and autoresponders are not the same boring corporate like thing that we are so used to thinking. You can add personality mm -hmm. in and you can make it sound like you and have it conversational, conversational and helpful. And it doesn't have to be that stiff, formal, like we're out of the office. We'll be back later. Thank you so much for inquiring. I will yeah. be back in 24 hours. Yeah, it's yeah, that because that is what I think of, even though I've received so many uh, autoresponders from other people. Um, and, you know, from a lot of uh, photographers, even on Instagram, you can set up an autoresponder. Mm -hmm. If you're not actively on uh, on in the app, it can auto respond. Hey, thanks so much for sending this DM. You know, I, I check all of my messages, so I'll get back to you in, within like 48 hours or so. And yeah, that's one uh, I still need to set up. I have not utilized the social media auto responders, but I keep mm -hmm. kicking myself for it every time I have to text someone back and be like, <clears throat> do you mind emailing me your wedding inquiry instead of coming right. through my DMs? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think there, I, I opened it up recently and it was just like do you want to set this up and i was like i would yes that sounds great um and like the frequently asked questions and stuff like that too i'm like oh that's that's really nice that whenever someone goes to dm me you can have these frequently asked questions that they can tap and then i guess it just sends them whatever answer that i put in there yeah um, exactly great so examples of systems even side. built into instagram yeah there we go. Okay, Sandra, I have loved this. This has been really great. Definitely opened my eyes to a few systems that I need to put in place for my own business. Because um, that's the best thing is even though like you and I've been in this for, you know, coming up on 10 years, um, there are still systems that we can find and we can uh, put into place and delegate to other people. And, you know, there's a whole nother conversation of like building a team and the value of having these systems in place. When you start mm -hmm. bringing in associates or VAs or anything like that with these systems in place, it's just going to be day and night for them uh, coming into the team. than you having to like sit through and walk through all the, all the steps, but having a system in place, the steps are there for them. Yeah, um, for so sure. I'm sure we could do a whole nother episode <laughs> on, on all of that, but like that's an, an extra bonus. Uh, for yeah, anyone. absolutely. Yeah. Um, going back to what you were saying about, um, how they, I think you were saying something about how like they can change and things like that. I'm now paraphrasing cause my mind wandered a little bit as you were talking. Yeah. Um, yeah. But one thing that I always like to remind people about systems is that they are essentially like living, breathing things like we are and like our businesses are. And so we're going to we're going to build our systems. They're going to have to be revisited. Um, and so like you were saying, like you're thinking of things that you need to tweak and implement in your own business. I don't think that that's something that ever goes away. I love systems and I will find a way to create a system for anything but they all will eventually have to be tweaked because my needs are going to change. My clients' needs are going to change. My values are going to change. Things in yeah. life are going to change. And so it's important to remember that when you build out these workflows, there's no way that you can predict what your needs are going to be a year from now. And so if that system or that workflow stops working, it doesn't mean that you failed. It doesn't mean that you did anything wrong. It just means that that system is no longer suiting what your needs are and needs to be refreshed a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, a great word of advice that, you know, there's, we're always changing, you know, our businesses evolve with us through the years and, and change and you're, you're 
clientele may change where maybe you were uh, mostly a a wedding photographer and now you've kind of shifted more toward uh, family photography or branding or whatever and those systems need to be updated and changed mm-hmm. so yeah I love yeah, that for sure um, if there's a, one more thing I can actually yeah, add yeah. in kind of like going off of that is that another um, piece of advice I really like to give people when it comes to systems is to build a system that will support you on your worst day, not on your best day. Because on your best days as a business yes. owner, you are on like you're showing up on social media, you're tackling your inbox, the photos are edited and sent out, everything is great, you can do all the things. But as someone who lives chronic illness life, my life can be pretty unpredictable. If you're a parent, your life can be pretty unpredictable. You never know what kind of germs those kids are going to be bringing home from daycare or from school. Like sicknesses happen all the time, especially this time of year. You might be a caregiver for a parent or someone in your family. Like there's so many things that take us away from our businesses, um, both for other people and for ourselves. And having systems that are built in such a way that they can support you on those days when you're not able to be fully present and like mentally giving all of your energy to your business, those are the days that you really need to rely on your systems. And those are the days that you will see just the impact that it has in carrying you through and still giving that consistent, amazing experience to your clients, even though your energy is focused somewhere else. Yes, that is so important because I feel like a lot of times we do like if if you are thinking about systems, it's like, okay, well, you know, today I'm feeling good, so I don't need to put this in there or I don't need to set up this. But yeah, setting it for your worst day to really be the help to carry you through all the systems and all the the process that you have. Um, I think I think that's really great. We did get a question. Uh we got a question mm-hmm. from Frankie uh over on Facebook. Um, and she asked do you create auto responses through a plugin on your website builder or through a third software? And if it's separate, what is your favorite place to create auto responses? Yeah. Um, so my email is directed through, I want it. They used to be G Suite. I think now it's Google My Business or Google Business or something like that. They changed their name last year. Um, But I have an account with Google that lets me redirect my business emails through the Google platform. And so that way I'm able to utilize Gmail's features. Um, And so I have my general autoresponder just built into Gmail. Um, And then for the autoresponder that's sending out questionnaires, I have that built into my CRM. I use HoneyBook. Um, And so I have have just kind of like an inquiry workflow set up where as soon as they fill out my contact form and they select the type of photography they're looking for from the drop down menu when they select wedding then um, they submit the contact form and my workflow will kick in from there and it will automatically send that questionnaire out to them nice okay that's great yeah i love that um you you can still use like the the gmail features and everything because um, i feel like whenever i looked into this years ago it was very just generic and like mm-hmm. there were you know just boring font choices and stuff that didn't match the rest of my emails um, so having that ability to to really put that together that still matches your brand matches everything else is great yeah i uh, agree yeah well, awesome. Well, Frankie, thanks for the question. Yeah, and um, Sandra, thank you for this whole conversation. This has been so great. Um, and I, I really loved all of this. You know, of course, we'll have uh, resources and, and, uh, and everything in the uh, in the show notes as well for everyone. Um, but before we kind of wrap up, um, Sandra, there's a part of the show where I like to talk about what we're loving this week. So it could be, you know, movie, TV show, book, whatever it is. What is it that you're loving this week? Yeah, I love this question so much. It has like given me some inspiration. I need to find like a thing that's not related to the topic, but just something fun to talk about. Yeah. Um, so I have actually just finished this book series. Um, These books are not new, but they are new to me. Um, The series is called After. um, And that's the name of the first book. And then the rest have varying titles from there. Um, I'm definitely not the target market of this author. It's definitely, (laughs) it's more like young adult um, 
fiction novels. Apparently, these actually started as Harry Styles fan fiction online, um, but I kind of okay. aged out of the boy band world when One Direction was super popular, so I had no idea about this until a friend of mine told me. Yeah. Um, but being that it is a Valentine's Day, it actually that we're rec- Valentine's Day when we're recording this anyway, um, it kind of fits in perfectly because especially this time of year, we are so like inundated with the picture perfect romance um, yes. that everything is butterflies and rainbows and when you meet the one everything is going to be perfect and easy and you're never going to struggle and it'll all be like happily ever after from there but anybody who has been in a relationship for any length of time even like non-romantic relationships like friendships or family dynamics relationships are not easy they are not all butterflies and rainbows they take a lot of work and I loved these books because in all honesty, their relationship is a little problematic, um, but it gave a real look at what relationships can be like. It talked about a lot of different nuances in relationships and things that real people actually deal with and struggle with as they're, you know, going through their young adult life, um, figuring out, figuring out career paths and relationship dynamics and learning how to be a part of a relationship when you're still growing up yourself and just things like that. I really, really appreciated about these stories and that it gave Mm. a lot more realistic of a look at what relationships are like in real life, as opposed to all the sunshine and rainbows and happily ever afters, which not to say they can't happen, but like relation, if you're with your partner for, you know, 20, 30 years, like that's a long time and it cannot be all sunshine and rainbows for 30 years. Like we are all imperfect humans and we all need to learn and grow together. And sometimes we will fall short and other times our partners will fall short. And so like, there's just so much that goes along with it that I could not put these books down. Uh, Like if you looked at me, I was either working from nine to five, (laughs) like having these books put me into like actual work boundaries, which was really interesting. It was like, I could, you know, do a little bit more work or I could go grab my book and I could read some more. Um, So that's what I did. Yeah. I just, I could not put put these books down. So that's what I am really, really loving this week. Okay. I love that. I, I really like that idea because I, I do feel like a lot of the, the main, uh, you know, romance characters, like these relationships and everything in a lot of books and, you know, movies, um, uh, which are often adapted from books, um, they are very, you know, perfect relationship and like ideal everything. Um, and they don't have a lot of the nuance that, we do in real life Mm -hmm. and if like that's all that you're reading then that starts to become what you expect and then whenever real life is not matching up to what you expect it's like well this is disappointing Um, right so yeah i like that okay so it's sorry yeah no go ahead i was just gonna ask the the um the author yeah um, her name is anna todd um but i was just gonna say like i think that we need more real life examples of things in everything in life, whether that be through the TV shows, movies that we watch or the books that we read or just the conversations that are being had. Like we see a lot of it coming up with like mental health and things like that. Like we need to start talking about the real life aspects of things that we come across day to day. And so I think like with the market of these books being young adults, I think it's so great to show them like a different approach to reading about a relationship and setting them up to see that it's going to take work, but this is what's possible if you work at it. Yes. Yeah. I think that is so good. That would definitely have been beneficial for me as a teenager and young adult uh, to have something like that to, to really see and to, uh, to grow from uh, through reading that. So cool. Well, yeah, I'll have a link to that in the show notes. um, So everyone can go uh, start reading after. Yeah, Um, definitely check it out. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, Okay. Let's see. What am I loving? I, I am loving. um, So my almost five-year-old daughter has been um, while our youngest is napping, she'll just come into the office and, um, you know, we usually, you know, play or build a fort or something for a little bit, but she's also just kind of like playing around in the office while I'm getting a tiny bit of work done during nap time. And she has 
fallen in love with uh, my vinyl collection and just like, she's like, can I put on some music? And she just loves dropping the needle on there and it's starting up. And, you know, I have different sizes of, uh, or different play speeds for different vinyls. So she'll put one on and it's, you know, it's supposed to be a 75, but it's set at 35 and then, or 33 or whatever. And she's just like, Oh, it's like a monster. And it's like super <laughs> slow. And like, she's like finding a lot of joy in that. And I'm finding a lot of joy in, uh, watching her, uh, just play with the vinyls and, uh, and play with that, uh, carefully. Sometimes I'm yeah. just like, just, it's, yeah, just drop it very slowly. Yeah. Don't, don't scratch that needle up. I don't want to replace it right now. <laughs> oh man, that's so sweet. And it's nice to be given perspective through a child's eyes. Like after yeah. I'm 36 now and like we we see things through a very jaded lens once we are into our 30s and 40s and adult life. And so mm -hmm. it's really nice to have a five-year-old there to kind of just like pull you back down and give you a little bit of perspective to see just like the, the good things in life. They, that super like cheesy saying that it's the little things that make life worth living, I could not agree with more. And I think oh, yeah. that we need to take more time to look at the world through the eyes of, of a five-year-old. Yes. Oh, I 100% agree. I do this every now and then when I have uh, like set aside time to do this, uh, we'll just like go to a park and I will let the kids just run loose and I will follow them with my camera and just try and take pictures of whatever they're checking out. If it's just I love like, that. they're just sitting there just like turning over all of these rocks. I'm not going to be like, Oh no, well yeah, don't get dirty. And you know, why don't you come back over here and play on the swing? It's like, they're interested in this rock and I'm going to go mm -hmm. look at the rock and see if I can like take a cool creative photo of the rock. Um, but yeah, that's, it's really fun to look through child's eyes at uh, just the curiosity and wonder of the world around us, even mm -hmm. in the city where uh, there's not a lot of nature around right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really a really good uh really good lesson to uh kind of keep yourself from getting too jaded and mm -hmm. just like bring yourself back to oh yeah the world is a crazy amazing like living place and uh and we need to connect with it more yeah i totally agree yeah okay Sandra, where can people find you? Where can they follow along on social media? Uh, where can they listen to your podcast? All of those things. Yeah, of course. So um, you can find me on Instagram and on TikTok at Simply Sandra Yvonne. Um, that is for like wedding photography, coaching, education, my podcast, all of that lives over there. And then if you want to check out uh, my photography, you can find me at Life is Beautiful London um, on Instagram there as well. And then for my podcast, it's called Keeping It Candid, Wedding Photography Unfiltered. You can find that on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Apple and Spotify are always the most popular. Um, like I said at the beginning, I am an Android user, so you'll find me over on Spotify. But yep. there's lots of the majority of listeners are over on Apple. Um, so you'll find like easy links to Apple podcasts in my Instagram stories and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it is very simple similar to the conversation that we had today, where I like to talk about a lot of things like systems and workflows. I like to keep it real and not like deliver all kinds of fluff. We talk about real life things that have real life impact. And it's been a lot of fun. It was something that I just kind of decided to do. Um, in 2022, I was I had said, or I guess in 2021, I had said to my business coach, like, I'm going to have a podcast one day, like maybe in the next five years or something. And she's like, why five years? Like, why not right now? Like you literally yeah. have no reason why you're not, why you shouldn't do it right now. And so I did, and it has been absolutely amazing. So if you awesome. are a podcast listener, which if you're listening to this interview, then I assume that you are, um, you can find <laughs> that on all of the podcast platforms. Awesome. Yeah. I really enjoy your podcast too. It is oh, very you. similar in like the feel of, uh, which, which is what I love. I don't mm -hmm. every now and then I'll like, like a quick little 10 minute. Here's the things, here's the steps, go do it. Um, and every now and then that's what I have, uh, to share here. But, um, but yeah, it is, it's very nice and like conversational and I feel like I'm just like sitting in with a couple of friends and 
listening to y'all chatting. Uh, so oh, that's yeah. awesome. Well, I appreciate you listening and for the feedback yeah. and for everybody Absolutely. that's listening to this, they're going to hear you on my podcast soon as well. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, uh, me too. Which, yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, I'll have links to all of those places and your podcast in the show notes. And um, yeah, Sandra, thank you so much for, for being my guest on the show today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This was amazing. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Wisdom in the Tangents podcast. As always, you can check out all the things in today's episode in the show notes at podcast.allheartphoto.com. This podcast was recorded in front of a live audience on YouTube and in the Wisdom in the Tangents podcast group on Facebook. Join the conversation and ask questions during the next live episode. You can follow the show on Instagram at wit.pod. Sandra is at simply Sandra Yvonne. And you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at allheartphoto. If you haven't already, leave us a review and show some love on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts. Until next week, I will see you in the grocery store. Okay, bye.